What's up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And before we get into this episode, I just want to say that I don't know if you know this, but for every podcast interview that you listen to on here, you can also watch and you can see us talking and interacting and you could see what the inside of my studio looks like. And sometimes it helps to put a face to the names. I just want to throw that out there. But also, I just want to go ahead and throw out that um, if you could, from the bottom of my heart, I mean this. If you could please show some love to the podcast if you find any value in it with a like or not a like. What what am I? This isn't a YouTube video. (laughs) With 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 a five star rating and a comment on iTunes, it would mean the world because I would love if more people, more photographers, more people related to the world of photography could hear this and just find value in it. And also, you know, I love doing it. I put a lot of work into it. I love, you know, if it kind of blew up a little bit, that'd be nice. And you could help. You could help. Um, solve that. And also, um, podcast is looking for sponsors or partners or something. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. I haven't really done anything like that. So I'm open to it. If anyone is open to it, uh, you can always shoot me an email at thebruceallen at gmail.com and we can speak. Anyways, guys, uh, hope you enjoy this interview with Kurth Bob. He is such a uh, deep and uh, wise guy for the age of 35. And you can just kind of tell his pers- how his perspective affects the way he approaches photography and why his photos are filled with uh, just so much emotion and character and just, just a lot of forethought. I think there's a lot of value in this, and I haven't really even spoken to a wedding photographer before. So, guys, please enjoy. Peace. Mm. This poor man's water is so good. It's, it's, it's probably that, the same water. It's that broke bitch water. It's probably the same water. Made in the same factory, different bottle. What do you mean? You said it's different water. I don't know. Like I, I, some sometimes I drink water and I could like taste that acidity in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, this water always seems to be pretty well balanced to me. Like I don't feel like I'm drinking acid. <laughs> yeah, should we try to keep the mic like relatively close? Like here? Yeah, perfect. <sighs> Word. Well, I, I, I'm glad you just don't drink the essential water because I got I have a problem with people who drink essential. Why is that? I just think they're bougie. People, I mean, pe- people who drink essential are the people who who like honk at you when you're in traffic. Like they're the people who like I if you're at know, a red. They're the people that if you're at a red light, they they uh they literally don't give you two seconds to press the gas pedal when it turns green. They're those think people. So, essential. Okay, so you're saying they're more so high strung. I guess so. I, I think people who drink essential are assholes. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a new water brand, right? Like yeah. I've been seeing them handed out on the streets. I don't know. I, I can't make that judgment. It's man. like it's like pH, right? That's what that's their thing. Is like it's it's the pH. Yeah. So because I think I think a lot of people are now saying, um, like our bodies are too acidic, so people are going towards uh, you know alkaline water, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So do you, yeah. do you think it's that, or people just want? Something that feels special. I think people. I think people are just easily marketed to. Dude, did you have you have you seen any of my YouTube videos? I'm just curious. Yeah. Did you see my one about pay less? Oh wait, the ones I I, I looked at your channel and I saw you said you 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 made one about the couple who uh who had sex on the. No, not that one. Well, wait. But that was a good one. Well, wait, well, wait. So and then you. The couple who had your, sex in the pyramids. On your story that day, or you said, uh, what did you say? You said, I'm just posting 
something like it was it was like oh oh i said i said posting trash content so if yes. people, can, people can see my see my real stuff yes yeah because yes. it so works no i didn't see i only looked at your <laughs> interviews <laughs> you're not watching my trash content Kurth, but what i'm are watching you doing? the real content but the, the trash, that's the point right i guess it is but you have to watch the trash content yeah. first and be like wow this guy's actually entertaining <laughs> i mean if 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 i i have like sources of entertainment mm-hmm. if i like run out or but I rather watch your I rather watch your interviews with other photographers. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm like half joking when I say it's trash content. I'm meaning like I'm I'm literally just reporting on things that are like viral and current. Yeah, just you're because catching I, a wave. It gets clicks, and then yeah. also it's in my realm of photography stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, it go, then you know it's like oh, what's after this? Oh, oh, he does other videos. Let me click on his interviews, and then I I'm hoping they go, oh, the interview's really good too. It's the hook to the but, rabbit hole. Yeah, that's yeah. Ex- that's exactly all it is. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to make a video last night, which I'm going to make today because the model after this just texted me and canceled mm-hmm. because we didn't have a makeup artist. So whatever. She's being, she probably drinks Essentia, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you should keep some in your studio and, and like, then, you know, you have someone come in and you're like, would you like some water? They reach for the Essentia and you're like, nope, can't work with you. Actually, that's, that's a good test. Actually, that's going to be the test for how I know how much to charge them. I'm like, yeah, I'll have the consultation at my studio. I'm like, yeah. do you want Deer Park? Do you want like jug water or do you want some Essentia? And right. if they say Essentia, I'm doubling the rate every time. S- sparkling or still. <laughs> Anyways, guys, welcome back to That's the Angle. And today I'm joined with Kurth Bob, right? Yup, yup. That is a cool name, by the way, Kurth Bob. Thanks, man. I, I was like practicing that intro for some reason I'm away here. And I went, <clears throat> Kurth Bob. And I was like, that's a, that's a redneck name. It, it is, but it's the, it, I'm the only one. I've never met a Kurth in my life. I'm the only Kurth Bob. That's it, dude. Like, that's it. The only one. You say so your last name is Bob? Yeah. What's, what's really interesting is your name could be Bob Kurth. It could be. And it like but it's, it's like two white B's. Dude. Ah. So that makes it the last name. Where, where are you from? I'm from Guyana. Ga- South America. Guyana. Yeah. So am I wrong saying Ghana? Yeah. Totally wrong. So Ghana is in West Africa. Guyana oh, is in South America. Really? It's the only English-speaking country on the entire continent. So you're Hispanic? Yeah, I'm Latino. Oh, whoa. But like I said, it's the only English speaking country mm-hmm. in on the entire on the entire in the entire continent of South uh South America. So like geographically, you know, we are South American, right? Mm. Uh we are neighbored with Brazil, Suriname, Venezuela. But culturally, we're we're Caribbean. Oh. So like our culture is aligned more so with Trinidad, Jamaica. So um, you're like Hispanics with Caribbean culture. I, I I guess that's we could be whatever whatever people want us to be. But we're <laughs> I don't Guyanese, know why I'm trying to define know? it. I shouldn't be trying to no, do that. I mean, we how we, dare I define the culture? Like we're um, our culture is is very diverse in that. Mm. Like you know, the, our country is like the land of six peoples. So we have six distinct races. You know, we have Afro Guyanese, we have Indo Guyanese from like India, we have um, people with ancestry in China, uh, Portuguese, um, Amerindian, which we like our. So it's like a melting pot down there. Yeah, it's a melting pot, man. Did you and, live uh, there for any amount of time? Yeah, I lived there until I was thirteen. I'm thirty five now. Whoa! Yeah, oh, so I, like, I, I wasn't gonna say the age, but thirty five, man. Yeah, you look great for thirty five. Thank Jesus. you. I hope Thank I look you. like you on thirty five. Thank you. I hope you don't. You don't want to turn into like a black man with a with a bunch of <laughs> hairs. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from making any 
any uh, penis jokes right there. That's cool, man. But, that's uh, cool. but that's hilarious. So, so, thir- so 13, and is, was English like the native tongue? Like you came yeah, to America? Yeah, that's, 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 the, that's, the, that's the language. I mean, our English is, is like, we speak what they say is the Queen's English, right? So mm. it's like English, English. Color with a U, not C-O-L-O-R, C-O-L-O-U-R. Like, our English is, a lot of times people are like, oh, my God, like, you're from South America. English is impeccable. Well, that's what we speak. And because of colonialism, you know, um, and just our standard of education, we are really, we speak really good English. Dang. That's yeah. what's up. So uh, photography, right? Mm-hmm. Were you doing it at 13? Hell no. Yeah, but I'll say I wasn't, I wasn't no. doing photography at 13 either. <laughs> at 13? Shoot. He was a normal kid. Yeah, I was just a normal kid. I think I had an interest in art. So I, I finished most of high school in Guyana and then I came here. Um, and one of the first teachers that I kind of was, you know, kind of, I guess, look after me because I think coming to America and going to school here, you know, kids, kids are weird. Kids are different over here. Probably had like an accent too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, so my art teacher really took a liking to me. So Mm. I really got into drawing and, but then I guess I, I was always kind of, um, guided to be like an engineer. So, oh, word. yeah, so like my formal education is in cybersecurity, computer science. Oh, wow. Things technical. Yeah. So like. It, it, was that because your parents though? Because yeah. I, you know, in a weird oh, way, yeah, I feel, sure. I feel like, like first gen immigrant kids, mm-hmm. they're always pushed towards these careers like doctor, engineer. So yeah. like that because like it's guaranteed to make bank and just like take care of the rest of your family for the rest of your life. It's like, yeah. it's like a huge pressure that I've noticed with, with, with creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that our first gen is, is that pressure, but it's this hard thing. Like even my last guest, Kobe, that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, um, he deals with that a lot, but he's dealing with it in his own way where how he's doing PR, mm. but it's like, you he know, has he, that creative but, outlet, but, yeah. but, but you know, if he was getting that check for the photography, he'd go full for, for it, sure. Yeah. But I think with his, like, I think he's doing PR, but still he's Ghanaian, I believe. Right. Oh, I should, I should remember that. I think, I think he's Ghanaian both. I think he's Ghanaian, but even with doing PR, you know, that's not, that's not really a mm-hmm. foreigner parent stamp of approval. That is very true. You know, but he's making it work. And I think, you know, if he's doing PR and his photography, I listen to him and like, you know, he seems to be a very expressive guy. And I think he had to get that support at home first to actually be able to do it at such a young age. So mm, that's yeah. true. I guess it's like a balance thing. It's like, it's like, this is my outlet. Yeah. And, then, and then that's my... I think it's a sign of the times too, man. I think, you know, my parents did what they knew. Mm-hmm. You know, I think parents who are um, a bit hipper or more contemporary, they're like, yeah, you know, go out and be whatever you want to be. That's certainly the, the way I'm going to parent or the way I parent. It's like, because I think making a living isn't necessarily tied to a career or vocation, right? What do you mean? Um I don't know that I can sit here and say, well, my daughters and my son would have a better chance of making a living if they were a doctor. They'll just Mm. have a better chance of making a living if they like not be living quiet desperation, right? Just kind of go out there and just do their damn thing. Whatever it is, like just putting yourself in a position and... and, and So, so, So you're encouraging your kids to pursue their passions? Yeah, I'm just encouraging them to be like, whatever you do, I think, I think it, it first has to start with like having kind of a mantra of, of excellence, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is you do and a little bit of grit, like whatever it is you do, just do it, like do it well. 
And eventually, you're not going to pursue your passion. It'll I think find the grit you. is the important part there. Yeah. Like, you got to, for anything that's not cut and dry, like working an office job, you got to have that grit and like that stomach of, um, you know, the, uh, that uncertainty, that doubt, that insecurity. And it's like, I feel like powering through that is so important to just growing up in that and actually establishing yourself and actually making it your living. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's, sure. there's that sort of um, uncertainty with anything so yeah. are you a full-time photographer yeah i am um <sighs> so you, you dealt with that right yeah i'm dealing i deal with that every day because i left my career in cybersecurity this year earlier this whoa, year whoa congrats man thanks man and uh yeah you know like i look at some days i look at my my, my booking and i'm like cash flows low for january what Dang. am i gonna do right and you got a family so i can't imagine that pressure on you uh, yeah it's a lot of pressure but i also have an amazing and supportive wife uh, i need to find know. me one of those well, yeah, good luck. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean that. Good luck. Like, yeah, good luck. That's that's one thing you need a lot of luck in in pursuing. So, so, but, but, so she's kind of she supports you. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, true and true. Like right now, my wife makes more money, and that's not a bad thing. Like we, whatever, we have a really good partnership, and um, yeah, she just she's like, cause she's seen me do photography since mm-hmm. we've been dating, right? Um, she's seen kind of different avenues I pursued where I've taken my work, some areas I'm working in now. And she's like, yo, like, you're good. Just do it. And I'm like, I'm scared. Was that she? So, so she pushed you into it. She didn't push me into it. Um, I kind of, I set it up Mm -hmm. in a way where I was like, okay, this is the year I'm going to jump. Nice. Um, but she's definitely, she's definitely given me momentum forward. You know what I mean? Like. She's never been like, you sure? That'd be such a different situation if she was like, I don't think it's a good idea, Kurt. It won't be my wife. Ooh, it wouldn't. Dang. It just wouldn't. Because not to say I would leave her, but I I I know the partner I chose. You That's know very I mean? true. That's very yeah. important. Like you knew going into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Dang, man, you gotta figure it out on, on the on the wifey thing, bro. That's, that's what's up. A wife, that, a wife that supports their creative man. <laughs> but my wife is also creative. Ah, right? like okay. She's, she, my wife and I have so much in common in terms of our our upbringing and uh, like our career paths. Like she's in type security. <clears throat> she's doing consulting. I did consulting for a while. And, um, but she's also this amazing painter, like artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like she, she, she is, she is the artist in the family. Like she's just so good. I am the, I'm the hustler in the family. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so is that how you guys met battling digital monsters doing cybersecurity? No, no, no. We, we met through a mutual friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. So, um, so you said, you said that, uh, when you, before you made a leap, like you prepared, mm-hmm. what, what was that? Like, what was that? I'm really curious. I think like preparation, um, it's, it's, there's so many different aspects to it. Right. So you prepare, you, you prepare like financially, like you mm-hmm. figure, you know what, what's, what's, what's my revenue really looking like? Can I sustain? True. You prepare there. Um, you prepare mentally, mm. you prepare spiritually, you prepare, you know, you, you, it's like a lot of times we have these really hard questions, right? And the answer only comes when you say, well, what's the worst that can happen? Facts. Right? But you never ask that question, what's the worst that can happen? What you is spend it? time spinning your, the worst that can happen for me. Mm-hmm. I go back to being a cybersecurity engineer. There we go. Shit. Right? <laughs> it's easy, right? <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, you prepare mentally, you prepare physically, you know, you, you just prepare, you prepare, you prepare to, uh, it's like you're preparing for this, m- not just financial battle, which I think is 
a large majority of that, mm-hmm. of that sort of um, that that the inner battle. But I think it's not just that. It's it's you're preparing for war. Like with <clears throat> you know financials aside, your your mental. You know, can can you take this punishment? Like, mm-hmm. can you sit there at the beginning of you know a month away from December and be like, I've got one gig. And I got to pay rent this month. You know, I got to pay for this. I got to pay that. Like, do you have what it takes to churn up some business? Do you have what it takes to follow back? Yeah, or do you yeah. have what it takes to, you know, um, go without some things yeah. or whatever it is? Yeah. You know, it's, and then I think like having really good friends in an amazing circle mm. too is important because, uh, but what if you have any, what if you don't have any money to hang out with those friends? You don't need money to, if you, if you need money to hang out with people, you're not their friends. They're not oh, that's friends, true. You that's know, deep. um, you're deep man. No. <laughs> I'm just, sit, just, I'm just alive, man. Do you just sit around and contemplate all day? What the heck? Are, you're, you're, no, no. You're, um, I feel like you're full of wisdom, man. No, I think wisdom is uh it's relative, man. I think I just I just like to I just like to live, man. I like mm-hmm. to think and I like to live and I like to experience things deeply. Mm-hmm. Um am I deep? No. Like a troll, I got jokes, you know. I try to keep it pretty light. But uh I just like to you, you you asked me like what's what's the favorite um you you had some quotes written on your wall and you said, you know, like if you have a favorite quote, what is it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> My favorite quote is YOLO. I think that encapsulates everything. It might so seem so corny that's, that's, as that's, hell. That's the trolling, right? Yeah. I mean it's a trolling, but it's true. When you think about it, right? When you think about it. Okay. You only live once. Period. That's it. All the other quotes are like subtitles to that. Yeah, I mean that is true. It's like it's like they took a very deep thing and, and made it kind of a meme. It. Like they made it like a like a cool meme yeah. or something. Like yellow, yeah. but almost like I think when modern people say yellow, they're like yellow, chug the Hennessy. Yellow, but, but like, do something stupid. Yeah, yellow, mother yeah. sounds stupid. Yeah. But but like you're right. You only live once, and like any any of the three quotes I have up there, and my most favorite one is, "Most men lead lives of quiet desperation." That's essentially a yellow statement. Yeah, sure. They didn't look at themselves and go yellow. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, but I think it, it it's also about like simplicity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, shit, simple, man. I think life is simple. We complicate it. I complicate it. I I complicate my life in my dreams. Hmm. In what ways do you think life is simple? Because all of the, I I think all of the answers and all of the great pieces of wisdom have already been discovered, mm-hmm. and we have access to them. So, you watch? You ever watch The Wire? <clears throat> nope. All right. So The Wire, you, you know what it is, right? No. The Wire is a show. Um, it's based in Baltimore. HBO series. Oh, thing well. came on like in the nineties. Okay. But critically acclaimed. It's like modern Shakespeare. Okay. It's it 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 covers a story or stories around um, the heroin and drug trade in Baltimore. Um, the policing, the legislations around the legislate legislation around like the policing. It's just multiple layers. And there's this one character. He's like, look, man, <clears throat> you want it to be one way, but it's the other way. Right. And I think a lot of times in life, we want it to be one way, but it's really not that way. It's the other way. And that's where I think we complicated in that we don't, truly understand or we don't always understand or appreciate kind of uh the simplicity of it you know Mm. it's like yo like 
if you listen to music or you appreciate art or you read, I don't know, spiritual text, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're telling you the same thing. Like, it's simple. It's like... If 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 I were to say like life is simple and these guiding principles, it starts with love, it starts with empathy, it starts with understanding. It's so easy to say life is simple. It's so easy like life is simple, but then it's like, no. oh yeah, well, I have all of these things to worry but about. But I just told you, I complicate my life in my dreams. Like when I'm sleeping, when I'm not doing nothing, mm-hmm. I'm worrying about stuff. Like I'm complicating it. You know what I mean? I think worry is a big one. I yeah. think that's a big complicator of life is... Um, Another quote that or I don't know what it is, but it was like it's it was like a Buddhist quote. It was like, um, only worry about something unless you know. Only worry about something if there's something you can do about it. If you can't do anything about it, then there's no point in worrying about it. Yeah, you it's know? like dear, dear God, please grant me the serenity to take to accept the things I cannot change and mm-hmm. understanding. It's the same shit. It's simple. Like one of the things I like preparing as well. It's you know you, you I believe in reading because. Why not? It's a lot of information in books. So, you know, I read, a t- I read probably like 50 books mm. in the past year. Whoa. Uh, are you a very, um, I don't, not, not, I don't, how do, how do I say, not, not emotional, but you're, you, you cherish moments and things like that. Absolutely. So <clears throat> that's all my work is about. And, and that's, yeah. And, and that's interesting because when I look at your work, mm-hmm. you have an uncanny ability to catch these moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I guess I saw you, you mostly shoot weddings. I'm sure you've done other stuff, but <clears throat> what I've seen is weddings, but you have this uncanny ability to catch these sort of moments that are just <clears throat> quick, but to catch moments like that, you have to be prepared. Like you have to, you almost have to foresee these things and you have to yeah. be ready for that moment. Does, does your effect on like life and simplicity, like go into your work on things like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of, one of the simple parts of being, like, living, I think, I'm discovering, is simply being present, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people say, life is short, life is short. It's really not that short. <clears throat> you're just distracted, distracted as hell. Mm. And your time's being wasted. I think I tend to slow down. Mm-hmm. I tend to be present. And, you know, a lot of people know me for my wedding work, but <clears throat> I also do a lot of street photography. Do you? Yeah, and I've had some of my street photography in galleries publishing books it's a very similar concept though it is it is because what other way is it to be present than to actually go out there with an instrument and capture a moment that describes life like that right that, that i mean there's a very thin or sorry there's a, there's a very big correlation between the street and the wedding yeah oh like absolutely you have to almost spot the moment and get it yeah or anticipate it right exactly anticipate and um a lot of a lot of the work that I do is just around the human condition. Mm. It just so happens that a large body of that focuses on this, this celebration when two people decide, you know, we're going to say, I do. Um, and it pays really well to do those moments too. <laughs> I, I, I think wedding, I think wedding photography pays well. I think it could pay better though. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask your price or anything like that, but it's, that's interesting. You say that. What, what makes you say that? Because, because I think the genre has a bit of a stigma to it. Really? Um, I attended a workshop. Yeah, yeah, it does. It has, because it's, it's such a low bar, bar entry, bar to entry. That's a fact. Right? Like, you can't, like, you can literally just, you can, you can sit, you can attend a wedding, take pictures, and launch as a wedding photographer the next day. That's very true. <laughs> right? That's very true. You can't really do that with other um, 
genres of photography. That's true. Think. That's true because if you try taking photos of fashion no. and say you're a fashion photographer, everyone can see through yeah, the bullshit. Yeah, you're not, you're not, yeah, because, yeah. Well, so, well, do you think it's because weddings have these moments that are so picturesque to begin with? Like, when you think about it, there's so many moments in a wedding that are already set up to be beautiful. You know, you've got the florists and the designers and the dress and the everyone's all done up. Like, is it because <clears throat> it's some of these shots are such a home run already that, see, that you'd have to be an idiot to mess this, this shot no, up? No, I think, I think it, it doesn't have to do with anything, but like it being laid out. I just think that there's a, there's enough information in the world. You know what hip hop sounds like, right? Yeah. And you know what weddings look like, right? Yeah. So there's enough information in the world that you already kind of know where to drop your little dime in the pool. Like, okay, if I want a wedding picture, if I want to build, if I want to jump out there as a wedding, um, wedding photographer, I need someone in a dress, someone in a suit, a cake, a first kiss, rings. Like the context has already been built. Yeah, right? you, you just need like a big banner image on your profile yeah. and some good font on your Squarespace. So profile like now it, it's my my work kind of my work is is wedding related. Mm-hmm. But those aren't the pictures I look for, right? Mm. I don't make those photographs um, in the way where I'm thinking like. But I'm sure you have to take some of those. Like you kind of have to because because <clears throat> you don't want that screaming bride. I don't. Really don't, man. Really? All, every bride I book sees all the weddings I've shot that, that are still available online and proofing. Mm, so so that way they know what they're getting into. Yeah. And um because I'm because I'm 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 more so a documentarian slash storyteller. Try speaking to the mic a little more. You can move it if you yeah, need to. Bad, dude. Uh because I'm a documentarian. Yeah, you, can, you can just you can literally move that shit. Uh slash storyteller. And uh, Again, life is simple, right? Like mm-hmm. you cry and everyone cries the same way. So when I'm able to capture a genuine moment or <clears throat> a fleeting moment, I know it's real. And the people who look at it are going to know it's real because more than likely they have the emotional capacity to empathize with that moment or they have a memory of experiencing that moment. Like everyone's of, been happy. You've thought about this before yeah of course it's my work Mm -hmm. think about it all the damn time (laughs) some people go through their work and just be like i just do what i do nah 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 it's because it, it it's it's important not so it's important to the people who commission me Mm -hmm. and it's important to me right like i know that everybody this may sound grim as hell but everybody at a wedding is gonna die one day Everyone everywhere is going to die one day. Exactly. But when, when you take that into consideration and you say, you know what? Here's grandma. It's not the bride or groom. Mm-hmm. Right? How do I want to make this picture? You want to make it the best picture you can make. Period. To right? enjoy before we die? No, because at some point that picture is going to be the only thing that's left of them. Mm. It's like the photographs you showed me in the book, right? Yeah. The photographers took great length to the, photograph that guy with, that was 119 and, years and, old. And the book for reference was uh, <clears throat> The Taming of the West. It's literally photos from like literally like 1890, 1840, yeah. like literally when America was first founded. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as you're saying, like those photos, none of these people exist anymore. No. 
but their photos live on. But now we now I know that there's a guy who was like the last chief that was 119 years. That's old crazy. Someone nineteen hundred. Someone it's crazy. One hundred fifty years ago was living one hundred and eighteen right, years old. Right. And I mean, his face looks like a straight, like straight coarse leather. His face leather. looked like he's lived. <laughs> yeah. His face looks like he's seen some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think about my work a lot because there's there's no separation between well, me. It's, it's like and you. My work. It's like you reflect on it. Like you 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 think it's not just <clears throat> oh I'm going to a wedding and I'm shooting pretty things and him getting the cake smashed in his face and the and the and the bride looking pretty you're like you're like no like you look at it from almost a, <clears throat> a philosophy kind of way like you like this deeper way of like that's deep <laughs> yeah yeah in, in, in this way of you know it's not just these moments but how how can i preserve these moments in the best way so that when they're dead and gone their their kids their grandkids could look at this and be like wow like our 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 family was beautiful or like that that captures the essence of of what it is that right. they were you know and that's that's a, that's a really cool thing so recently i attended a workshop in new york yeah, tell about me about this workshop this really dope uh you know chris buck i don't so i i, I am so asinine to the wedding industry no he's not a wedding photographer okay, okay. he's um he is a commercial editorial he's just, he's a badass so like, he he's just killing the game essentially yeah but he's been around for a long time okay how much right? was the workshop i'm just curious a lot of money okay a lot yes. like more than 500 yes it was, it was a significant investment chris buck <clears throat> the fuck i mean but look man okay, so it'll work. if if as, as far as like investing in yourself that's the best thing you go to the gym the facts facts i don't but i eat well and i drink good water <laughs> you look like a healthy dude man yeah You're you know dude. um so yeah i invest in myself when it comes to photography because oh. that investment returns what, i mean people people pay 50 grand to go to college what's 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 a couple to, 50 to, grand to go to college bro and, 50 and, and, grand. and most people don't even use it like myself and, <laughs> and except this is something that you will actually yeah. translate yeah, i can see the return on investment like the next time i go shoot dude, really so dude tell me about this i'm so curious so, i've never been to a workshop either so the, the workshop was 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 uh it was good right good workshop but worth one of the, the things he said yeah definitely worth the money one of the things he said is, is um, he said, you know, make photographs for the future. Mm. And when you think about that, like if you're not making photographs for the future, you're kind of doing the medium and the art form a disservice because it is, it, it, it's, it's almost a permanent Timeless medium. photographs. Yeah. Not, make it for not the chasing likes <clears throat> photographs with fairy lights and glasses next to neon. No, I mean, but even even that stuff you're kind of making for the future because in, at some point it's going to be like spot color, maybe. And, and in the future, people are going to look back and be like, no, we shouldn't do this. So so, so, so what was he saying? He was saying make timeless make, photos. He was saying make your photographs for the future. Mm -hmm. Essentially, don't worry about if people get it, right? Think about what your photographs is, photograph is going to mean or could mean tomorrow, 10 years, 20, 30, 40 Way past you're gone. Way past after you're gone. And it stuck with me. And like, that's essentially what I do in weddings. I make photographs of the future because I tell my couples, I say, look, you know, you're going to enjoy them, but wait until your children see them. Ooh. And the children, children see them, right? Like you ever look at like some old pictures of your family? Yeah. Conjure up a bunch of questions like, damn, like that, that's what phones look like. Yeah. I, I literally <laughs> thought about my, my great grandparents in their garden behind their house in Massachusetts. And mm. I'm just like, whoa, they had a garden. Like 
they had banana trees and shit. I'm right. like, what? The, what was their life? Falling, like? yeah, right? What yeah, was their life exactly. Like? It it then starts to conjure questions, and you want to see more photographs, or maybe it reveals something about them too. Exactly, exactly. So um, that's kind of that's what I think about photography now. Who knows where I'll be tomorrow, ten years from now? But but that's that, kind of where I am now. It, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not surface with you. So what it, what is that stigma that you mentioned? What is the wedding photographer stigma? Is it the fact that anyone can do it? Is that what you're saying? Is it the fact that well, any girl can with a? I don't I don't want to make fun of mommy photographers, but like any any anyone can shoot a wedding, call a wedding photographer. But you're different because it's what is it like? What am no, I? No, it's 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 not so much. I'm different. It's it's the Wedding photography is bigger than me, right? I think there is a stigma around wedding photography because there's so much of it. Mm. And you you see the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Like you you when you describe wedding photography, you're like this and that and this. The tone and the way you described it means that you've just seen a bunch of wedding photography that is corny as hell. Yeah, and they these <clears throat> things are corny. Like there's like this pre- uh, preconception, just pre this notion of this is what wedding photography yeah. looks like, and yeah. I feel like yours, and this is why I even have you on here. I was like, I was like, whoa, I was like, this isn't just cheesy wedding photography. It's like this, like these are actually moments. Like, They're pictures, yeah, like photographs. Like, like this yeah. is art. Like this <laughs> is cool. Yeah, anyways. um, like, like this is different. Yeah, it's different, and I'm learning. Like, oh, his approach is different. You know. Yeah. So, so you tell me that when you're shooting a wedding, you're just like in the corner, like, where's the moment? Or are you I'm, I'm not in the corner for sure, but I'm I'm like I get really close to my clients. Really, I don't shoot with a telephoto. Oh, really? What yeah. do you shoot with? Like, what's you your want, you want to know my my settings? I want to know what focal length you're shooting at, so, so I know how relative distance you I are. I typically shoot with like 35 or so 24 to like 85 is like my range of focal length. Like zoom lens? Nah, just just primes. primes yeah, nice. Um, so like sometimes I make pictures and I'm like, here, <laughs> why not? Why not? Right. Like they hired me to come be a photographer. They see my work. They just, they may not be as, uh, as familiar with, with what it takes to get the work, but it, it may seem a little weird. Maybe. I don't know to them. Weird as hell. Weird as hell. Because sometimes, you know, like somebody might be doing something and I might just be sit there and I might just wait. Like I literally mm, just Because you know there. You know Like you Yeah Like I, I I know I know What's gonna I know that something great is happening mm. So I get in the position Right uh, This photographer David Hearn He's like Yo One of the best pieces of equipment You could have as a photographer Is great shoes Because Facts Shit You gotta move <laughs> Yeah when, when you're shooting a wedding Do you find yourself Getting in like a zone yeah, always. Like, do you find yourself in this zone where you almost forget about the whole party and the fact that everyone's watching you run around this bride and groom or run around the building with you your know, camera? You know what? Or are you aware of that? I, I don't. Here's what I think about that. And this comes from my experience in street photography, right? <clears throat> I'm the same way in the street when I photograph street. Mm -hmm. I have a 35 millimeter camera, one focal length, no zoom. And I go into the space that I need to go into to get my picture. And then I leave. Mm -hmm. I don't believe people give a rat's ass about what you're doing or where mm -hmm. you're moving. I don't. Like, I think we're just too kind of like, we're too self-conscious at times. I think that is some self-consciousness. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think that 
I don't think I'm that damn important that everyone's looking at me. <laughs> I don't even think people see me half the time, but I don't care either, you know? I don't know. You're a pretty big dude, man. You're pretty hard yeah, to Yeah, like, so, yeah. So, but then I can't let that stop me. So mm. I have to, in my mind, no one sees me. Because mm. you, you're just not there with them mentally. You're like, a, maybe I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm disconnected. You're, you're, you're doing your job, essentially. Yeah. You're, you're, you're there to capture <clears throat> these insane moments, five Five inches away from their face. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just flowing, man. They call it. They say like uh, flow state. It's flow state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I get what you're saying because I love that, and you almost forget how much time passes. Yeah, you like, just, you just there, man. Like in this studio, sometimes I'll be doing a shoot or be working on a concept, and there's no windows in here, so you can't really tell what time it is. Mm-hmm. But like, it'll three hours go by, four hours go by, and we'll be like, whoa, where, where? Where did it go? We were just having fun. We were just trying to get the shot, you know, and yeah. maybe it's similar for you on, on the gig. Absolutely. It's the same thing. You don't realize, again, until your stomach starts rumbling and then your feet hurt like shit. Been here for like eight hours. Oh, haven't eaten. That's grueling. Is that how long a normal wedding? I've shot weddings. I mean, weddings can be a long time, man. I mean, so it's, a, it's a whole day event, right? Yeah, it's a whole day event. And you'll, so will you start like at the church reception? I typically and then start. Go to the end of the. I typically start. So my commissions are all like time based, right? Okay, so you charge for time. Yeah. So like if you get me for a slot of time, then, you know, it's up to my client to say, well, we want you to come tell the story from when I'm getting dressed to when I cut the cake. Mm, that's it. And then you can go home. That's good to know. Yeah. As per per project, you could be sitting there if they cut the cake, like, oh, what am I? Yeah. But in between that, I'm not just like, okay, she's getting dressed. Click, click. Not. I'm I'm constantly looking for the opportunity to to make photographs. So are you? Do you find yourself being like a fly in the wall and observing and taking photos, or are you kind of directing at all when you're doing this? I'm 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 a fly. I'm not a fly in the wall. I'm I'm a, I'm a guest. Okay. Right. Um. Because I think a fly in the wall, you know, nobody really wants a fly on the wall there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can get swatted or killed. Well, I, I'm more I, so I, a guest than I, okay. if, if you're asking, do I direct moments and well, orchestrate yeah, I, them? I meant it in a way, not, not so much that like you're an, a, 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 pest. a pest, but you're, you're there and you're just completely hands off. Like you're just there taking photos. You're never going to be like, Hey, maybe try standing here for this shot. Or maybe you try to frame shots. Like, are you, Oh, it's some of that. You do that. Yeah. It's some of that. I mean, because when it's all said and done, I have to create a, a good product. Mm-hmm. You know, so while I wish I could be, you know, super photojournalist man and but this isn't like this ghost is, in the room. With this the is wedding photography, right? Like, I mean, there's some guys who are like, oh, that bottle is there. I'm not going to move it. I'm going to move the bottle. Like, <laughs> I just know because that's not the photograph I want to make. Yeah. I'm you not, don't want to Photoshop it either. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not moving bodies in a war scene. Um, a lot of my work is influenced by war photography. What? Yeah. Like that's war photography and uh, like, um, that's the real stuff, man. I mean, war photography is some crazy stuff. You're, you're, you're shooting just not at anyone. You're shooting at your own people, but you're getting shot at, which is crazy. I mean, I would definitely want to tell a photo if I was taking war photography. I don't know if I'd want to be rocking that, that, that 50 mil. This guy, um, what's his name? He said... He said, your photos aren't good enough because you're not close enough. Or if your photos aren't good enough, you're not close enough. He was a war photographer. Whoa. And he died photographing war. But 
he understood that, and most war photographers understand that the work that they're doing, like you think about it, right? War is probably one of the biggest, I don't know, downfalls of being human because we, we just fucking. It's sad. It's, it's yeah, a super it's, sad thing. We're yeah. killing each other over <clears throat> some higher ups view on how things should be. Yeah. For whatever reason. Right. But the guys who document wars, I had, a, I have a tremendous amount of respect for them because most of them are coming from a place where we're going to show you the carnage. It's real. And you're going to like, you're going to get off your ass and you're either going to, you know, be more involved in, in the political process or you're going to change the way you see another group of people. Well, it's, it's real because <clears throat> to just hear about war and hear that troops are in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. you don't see people getting their heads blown off. You don't see us blowing their heads off. And a you think it's casual. Yeah, you, it, because you're so disconnected, the same way people might feel about the farm industry, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but when you see those photos of this, this is real life. These are people just like me and you getting this, getting their brains, their brains blown out. It's like, this is more real than we yeah. thought it was. Yeah. It, it connects you to that moment. Yeah, it's like, you know, photographs of conflict and just um, civil discourse have changed the world. You think about Tiananmen Square, Matt, right? That's a famous photo. That's the, is that, that's the guy on fire? No, that's Napalm Girl. The, that's, na- that's, in, that's in Vietnam. That's, that's Napalm Girl. Where Tiananmen is, is the guy in front of the tank. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but Napalm Girl is another one, right? The guy who did that, uh, Tuk, I think. I thought it was name? a monk that was on fire. It wasn't a girl. No, so that's another, that's another, um, who did that one, the monk on fire? But that was. An iconic photo. To say yeah, the least. yeah, but it, it, it changed. That's also Vietnam. It changed the way, you know, like, the whole, we're kind of in this hyper-information age, right? Mm-hmm. So you think about the 60s when, or when Vietnam was happening, and you're like, okay, damn, here's one photograph that hit the press. And everyone's like, damn, that's what the hell's going on over there? Off of one photo. Off of one photograph. And then it's like marches. You got this whole flower pot. Like, you just, you, you shift the whole culture. Very limited information then, too. Yeah. So now, you know, because we have... You know, like information is just, just crazy. It's like, poof, poof, wake up. Poof. But there's so much shit, right? But there's also shit that is, um, there's shit that is engineered to make you think and feel certain ways. Mm. So you get, you get bombarded by, I don't know, pictures of, I don't know, what do, what do people I don't know. But so what, what about it is it that makes the war photography so, so special? I mean, besides the obvious battle seat, battle, battleground scenes, and it's it's also like the people who are affected in those countries or wherever it is too. Yeah, that stuff's nuts too. The behind the scenes in the trenches, these guys are like yeah. sleeping in piss. Like, yeah. How does that inspire your photography, and how do you draw inspiration from that? Because it 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 tells me that people have gone through a lot more to get a photograph than I ever probably go through in my life. Mm. So why not? Why, why should I not work hard? Why should I flinch instead of, you know, pressing the shutter? Why should I be self-conscious about being in front of exactly. a hundred? Why should I give a, a room of a hundred people? If anyone sees me, right, right? Like here's a guy who, here, here are guys out here in the world who are getting like freaking round zooming past or shit. They're not flinching. Stick to the frame and shoot the damn shit. And they might have had to change film, which is even worse. Exactly. <sighs> Could you imagine that? Right. Jesus. I got like big ass memory cards. Yeah, right. Cushy shoes and a nice suit and I insulated. Yeah, I'm probably cozy. gonna eat like steak at the end yeah. of the night. And I'm like These guys are eating rations. Exactly. Hoping their film doesn't get wet. Right. I mean that's so. a whole that's a whole different world of photography. It I is. mean, at the end of the day, they're still doing the same thing, and that's um, you know, 
they just had to use film. That's what they had to do. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just documenting that moment, telling stories. That, but man. that's 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 the most extreme uh, point of photography I can think of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. wildlife seems pretty insane. But have you ever been to the museum? I have. Oh, have you ever seen the memorial for all the photojournalists who've been killed? No. Oh my god, dude! No. You got to see it. It's it's on the second floor, and it talks about war photography. I can't believe you missed this. Um, it talks about war photography, and uh, it's literally a a like a 50 foot wall just mm-hmm. full of portraits of all photographers killed in battle. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, Whoa, yeah. like it's, and there's some really cool, like the photos of the photographers being like, someone took photos of them and it's like them literally in a conflict zone, like changing film or them like looking at their settings or something like that. You know, it's like that gave me a crazy appreciation. Like yeah. while you're saying something, I was thinking about that exhibit. I'm just like, wow, like these dudes literally put their life on the line, put their lives on the line. They put their reputations on the line. You think about for what, the, the why, photo- why are they doing it? Because they believe that the story has to be told, man. Mm. You know, like you think about the photographs that came out of Abu Ghraib, the, the prison in Iraq that we ended up shooting, you know, shutting down, right. Where you had like people on like leashes with dogs barking at them and shit. Like, Someone was like, you know what? I might get in a lot of trouble for this. I might get seen doing this, but I'm going to do this anyway. Someone took those photos, right? Yeah, someone took those photos. I wish we had a TV screen right here and we could pull this pull stuff them up. up. Right? Oh, I need to get that so bad. Just yeah. Abu Dhabi. Yeah. That's crazy. So so that affects <clears throat> your wedding stuff, which is nuts. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it just affects my approach to photography. It's like, just get the shot, man. Anything necessary. Anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to die. Well, shit, I might die at a wedding, but knock on wood, I don't. But <laughs> are you yeah. going to get hit in the eye by a, by a cork from a champagne bottle? Yeah, How do you maybe, die at a wedding? Maybe, I don't know. I could like It's a happy fall. moment. I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I don't know. Do, do you drink at the weddings? Like, do you ever take a drink from the people? Or are you like super? I, I might. I would. I have. But I'm working. I, What's wrong with it, having a drink? It just loosens you up, right? You know what it is, man? It's not so much about like having a drink. I'm not going to do anything that's going to impact my ability to work. Facts. Right? I wasn't trying to incriminate you there. No, 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 no. So, like, I, you know, I've drank with my couples. My couples are cool as hell. Because in a way, it bonds you a little bit, too. Like, I've, I've shot events, and people like, mm-hmm. here, have drank. I'm like, ah, sure. You know? Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm like, you know, I'm dehydrated, and I'm probably going to get a headache if I drink this, and I can't make pictures, mm-hmm. like, making pictures is way more important. I'm not going to drink. It is. Yeah. I was just wondering that because I feel like at a wedding, everyone's like trying to get you drunk or something. Like everyone's like, oh, it's getting drunk. Ho, 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 ho. I know my grandparents would for sure. Yeah. They'd be trying, they try to get everyone drunk, even if you're working. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A couple. Of, it's a party, man. Mm-hmm. And part of the way I approach it is it's like, hey, I'm a guest. So like I, I say I'm a guest, so I don't wear, I dress up to my, I wear like a full suit. Yeah. You got to look sharp. Yeah. I, I look, I don't look like, hey, park my car. No. You know. I Are just, you? I, are you rocking the like double harness and stuff? I used to. I don't anymore just because of just the way my my new my mechanics as a photographer doesn't support that shit. So what do you look like on the job as a wedding photographer? Me? Yeah. Shirt, tie, suit, comfortable but smart shoes. I look like people like I show up to my No, but like are you rocking like two cameras? Yeah. It's just like the one camera. Yeah, two cameras. Two, two cameras, yeah. And do you like, is it like strapped around your neck? I'm just no, so curious. No, just like old school camera straps. Man. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like two cameras. I, I always, I think the harness looks so weird. Like I always think it looks too aggressive like sometimes. Like Magnum PI? Yeah. Like, like it looks like you're a police officer on duty, but instead like you just have cameras instead of guns. Like it just, it looks just too aggressive. I just don't like I mean, it. I, I, I know a lot of my friends use it. I used to use them. 
I haven't used one in like five years. And the guys who make the whole fast system, you know, Matt and, and those guys, they're they're like they're photographers themselves. Mm-hmm. So they solve the problem. Facts. You know. Um, but for me, I just need it just limits my range of motion with my camera you because feel- Yeah, like my camera's on my body. I can't like grab it off real quick and stick <sighs> it on the floor. You know, like yeah. it's, it's it, it kind of gives you this much space to work in, and I need the whole freaking space mm. to work in. I need to be able to put my camera anywhere. Is there... How many weddings do you think you've shot by now? Just off the top of it. It's like rough, question, just man. rough. And, how, and, how, and let me ask just for context, how many years have you been in the wedding game? So I started shooting weddings over five years ago. Oh, right? wow. But it was more so... I was second shooting, you know, like, eh. I would say I like, got serious about weddings. And my photography in weddings around um, maybe two to three years ago. Okay. Yeah. I had, uh, I, had a, I had an experience that just changed my perspective on photographs. I essentially lost someone who I loved. And the, last, the only thing I had of them was a photograph. And the context in which that photo, photograph was made was special to me. So, like, for me, photographs are... They, they preserve memories. They do. They so do. I, I took that with me and I was like, okay, so here I am going to people's weddings every weekend. Like I can't phone it home. I can't just phone it in. Phone it in is it's a term. I can't just phone it in, right? Mm. I can't just wing it. Like my shit got to be tight. Mm. And that's when I did things. I invested in myself. Like you, I got like educated. You, like you knew you were going to start taking it seriously. So you, you put more effort into it, I guess. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and, and just real quick for lose a thought mm-hmm. where you say that about the photo, it's, it's just so morbid, <clears throat> but I've been purposely taking a lot of photos of my grandmother because, because she's the oldest person in our family. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because I want to have those photos for when that day comes, we have all this stuff. Behind. Well, the it's, photograph it's I was it's mentioning morbid. is my grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 different when it when you're like that light bulb goes off like that's why this thing is so damn important. But it's weird because I probably shouldn't be so conscious of the fact that she's probably not going to be here in ten years. But like, why not? It, it it's it's like the if you think about the fact you're going to die every day, you don't want to think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's probably not a good idea. I don't know about that, bro. I think if you think you're going to die every day, you wake up with 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 like an appreciation, maybe and a sense of freaking purpose. I guess, I guess, but like I don't want to think about my grandmother not being here. I think that's the sad part. You know, that's what that's the thing. Look, that's one way to look at it. I think if if you understand that time is finite, mm-hmm. you're going to love on your grandmother crazy. You appreciate the time, I you guess. You appreciate it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you, you wake up and you're like, today might be the last day. But I got these photos. Got these pictures. Dang. And you're taking the, t- you're already doing that and taking the time. You mm. know what I mean? But yo, death is the other bookend, man. It's, it's there. It's like shit is inevitable. Yeah, some crazy stuff. So tell me about, um, you won an award for a, for a wedding photo? I saw it. It was like this photo of like this bride and groom and there's like money being thrown around. Oh, I was What's probably ISPWP, I think. So I shoot a lot of weddings. Wait, wait, what does ISPWP get? At? International Society of Wedding Photojournalists. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, like the best in the world. Oh, so you're a photojournalist. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, not... I take that back. I am, I'm a photographer and I take some photojournalistic elements into my weddings. 
I can see because that sure. the guys who shoot war is a photojournalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's some real documenting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I might, I might tell my bride, "Yo, shift into the light while you put on your dress." You know, mm-hmm. they're just like, they can't say shift into the light while you get your brains rolled out. Yeah. Like, hey, when you reload your M16, just yeah. you know, can you just angle a little bit towards this? Yeah, the yeah, sun yeah, looks yeah. great. Let me let me get that forty-five degree. Let me let me ramp right. Hey now. hey guys, before we launch on <laughs> on uh you know this bay, let me just. Go first and right. get a really cool shot of you yeah. just getting Swiss cheesed up. Like you're running. Stop. Wait, wait, wait. Can you hold a gun yeah, higher? Yeah, can you do that again? <laughs> I, I photojournalists, I have a few friends who are photojournalists. What I do is similar and it borrows elements from mm. their craft. No, but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. That's what it is. I was just being a little facetious, but like exactly what it is. Like when you put it that way, it 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 is very similar to photojournalism. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that, I shoot a lot of weddings that are, that have a lot of cultural elements to them. So mm-hmm. Nigerian weddings, Ethiopian weddings, Indian weddings, I mean, American weddings, they're cultural elements. So American weddings, um, whatever, everyone has a culture, but the, the whole money thing is it's, 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 it's simply a, a way of giving gifts, but I mean, you're giving them some shit that they can use. You know, it sounds better than a baby's than a list that babies are us or something. Yeah, I mean, people are different. I, 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 I so, don't, so, I don't have an issue with cash gifts at all. So, <laughs> so, so this photo, it mm-hmm. it won something, right? Or it was yeah, nominated? Yeah, yeah. I think it won in like like third place for like reception. But essentially, I shot that with my twenty four millimeter, and I was. What do you want to know about the picture first of all? Just no, I'm yeah. Well, you're yeah, saying, yeah. So yeah. in. Because I photograph so many Nigerian weddings, you kind of know where the, the climax or because I photograph so many weddings. So, so there's a moment when people throw money at them. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Okay. There's, there, in, in Nigerian culture, there are a lot of moments where people throw money at them. I'm trying to be Nigerian. What the fuck? I mean, in, in, in some Asian cultures, you know, they pin the money. They're a little more discreet. Mm. Um, in Persian cultures, I think they do money as well. But it's just gift giving. Okay. You know. It's just their their cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so what was like just describe this photo because it's a really cool photo. So it's it's really so whenever I look at whenever I look at a scene, I'm like, what's the story? Right? Like, what's the story? Mm-hmm. And the story there was essentially, you know, the groom. The groom is actually on his phone taking a selfie. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. I, I was, I, I'm always drawn to the woman's face. Yeah. So the groom is in the phone catching a selfie. And I think she's kind of like, she has this expression. She's just like, you know, kind of taken back. So he's taking a selfie and he has this really, really great expression. And then you have all these people throwing money at them. So it's like, oh, that's a story for me. Right. And that photograph, there are a couple of different elements. You know, first they're happy, you know, they're, they're being showered with gifts. But then where, where the making photographs of the future comes in, it's like there's an iPhone in the picture. Oh, were you conscious of that when you took it? Yeah, I'm conscious of everything that I, try, I put in my frame. You're hyper conscious, dude. You're so aware. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> I, I'm alive. But that's like a whole other layer. I would have just been like, oh, this is a cool moment. Like, let me catch it. But you were like, no, it's a cool moment because the phone is in there. Well, the, the phone being in there kind of... Um, a lot of a lot of f- wedding photographers bitch and moan about, oh, I don't want people to take pictures. I don't want to see phones. And oh. I don't care. It tells at a time. Like this is these are the times we live in. Like if people if if I go to a wedding and there are a bunch of millennials and no one does this, I'm like, you guys are like robots. 
that is weird because it's so funny to look at old photos where they had phones. We love those photos now. Yeah. They seem timeless because yeah. they had the old ring, yeah. ring, yeah. you know, and to us, we're just so desensitized to it. But that, like you said, it, it's that timeless. It yeah. tells a point Cause, in time. Because we think we're that important that this is like the last iteration of cell phones that's ever going to exist on the fucking planet. Bro, we're, we're going to have cell phones built into us. It's, Absolutely. It, we're not going to have the to be singularity, carrying singularity, man. It's going to be like a lens or like a neural implant yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's coming. So, it's already there. <laughs> It'll replace our, our 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 cameras. We'll just have a zoom button on the side of our face, right? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Flash coming at my palm like I'm Iron Man. Maybe. Just hold the flash. Nah, but then how are you gonna hold a camera with your hand? You don't need a camera. It's like in your eyes. Guess like eyeball cameras. That's a good point. But then everyone could have it. So then, what's our point? Will, will photographers will we be obsolete at some point? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. That's like asking if musicians could, are gonna be obsolete. Because the price of a piano and price of musical instruments came down significantly over the years, right? I think it's like saying, will musicians be obsolete because of digital music making it easier to, to make music the same way digital cameras make it easier to take photos? Yeah, but I, I, because I don't really think in the gear helps and the, the tools definitely are, are an important factor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but... Ooh, I got you. That was a good. I, you, I, I've never thought about that either. You, you know, like you think about it, right? You make your photograph first with your eyes and your mind. Mm, it's true. If you don't have the, you know, you, you, I guarantee you bring someone into the studio and you're like, yo, do what I do. Here's everything. Exactly how I set it up. Mm. Do what I do. Like, what? They're not going to be able to do it. Because they don't have the, they don't have the vision. That's the point of being a creative, That's right? That's the human element. Right. Like, we're creatives and there, there always be a space for creatives. You may have to work hard as hell because I think as a photographer, I have to work hard as hell to beat out everybody else with a camera, yeah, photographers and, and, and novices and everyone else in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the guys at the very top, they always believe that like, yo, like people coming for me, like my spot is being challenged. So you don't think that our iPhones are just going to catch up to catch up to everything because Tell you what, there's some low light iPhone photos I've seen that look real, real nice. Yeah, I think the technology is going to continue to shrink mm-hmm. because that's what it does, right? So you're not scared of like, uh, like cell phone cameras and stuff no. like that in the future? No, because even someone with a cell phone camera isn't going to understand. Um, if you just have a cell phone camera and not the education or, or you haven't done the homework, you're not going to know. I mean, you, you'll take snapshots. You're not going to make any pictures that are impactful. A couple might be pretty good, but... The- yeah, but then everybody gets lucky. What about a photographer who chooses to use the phone as their medium? Go for it. Mm. I don't care. Can they shoot a wedding like that? Hell yeah, do that shit. Shit, I might switch to one camera and a cell phone before I go to both cell phones. I might try it. That'd be kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Like that way it maybe it's already <clears throat> formatted for their phone. What like do you this, mean? Like, you know, the photographer, as most people consume photos in a vertical format mm-hmm. you know while we do shoot portrait a lot of photos can also be sideways right 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 so i mean it, it's just kind of a crazy idea it's yeah hey my second shooter oh yeah you're gonna be using the iphone 10 for this the whole time like what yeah. look you're gonna, make, you're gonna make instagram videos the whole time what <laughs> i have a friend um probably one of the best photographers i know um i've seen some stuff he's done with his iphone and i'm like dude that it kind of irks me sometimes like you're annoying man get out of here you know, but it's, it's, it's just like, 
if you don't have the vision and the and 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 I completely agree. I was yeah. just playing devil's advocate for yeah. for a minute. Yeah, I I 100 agree that it's it's not about the technology. While the technology will make it easier to maybe get a good looking photo, it it takes the creativity, it takes that person, it takes their perspective, it takes the way they hold the camera, it takes everything uh, to make it unique. Yeah, you know, I don't. The technology just really brings down your failure rate, your mm. probability of failure. Well, that's so interesting. On the same same topic thread is that I recently spoke to, and this was an interview. This was just uh, a normal photographer. I, I sp- when I spoke to this photographer, he lived in the Watergate Hotel. He's an mm-hmm. old photographer. He's like seventy something. He lives in the Watergate Hotel, and you know you know what that is like that. Yeah, super- yeah, yeah. Okay, for people who don't know, this is like a bougie ass hotel. This yeah. was beautiful. He plays a lot of money to 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 live there, and I mean his view was impeccable. And I was asking him. We were talking about photography and the state of it and everything. And he was specifically describing how the reason why he was so successful was because he was able to do photography at a time when a common person couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you wanted a portrait taking only he could take your photo. Mm -hmm. Now your mom could just with their phone, you know? And so he was saying that he made his empire off of that, you know, which I thought was just so nuts that the reason why he was so viable is because he could do something that a normal person couldn't. But Mm -hmm. now this technology and everything is making it so a normal person, a normal person can do it. It's kind of a, kind of a nuts thought that he was in that era and he lives in it now. I think it just elevates the market, man. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it creates, I think it creates more opportunity mm-hmm. as opposed to diminishing opportunity and that, yeah, everyone can do it, but those of us who choose to do it, like we got to do it really good. Mm-hmm. So that's where the opportunity comes in because you have to stand out in the sea of just everything. Like, okay, a bunch of photographers out there. Your shit's different. But you didn't just wake up different. I think it's a positive thing. I think it, yeah. now more people can appreciate good photography so they know it when they see it. That's true, yeah. You know, now that everyone is more visual-based, maybe they have an appreciation for yeah. a good photo, so that's why they hire you. It's like you see you see all the, all the snapshots and then you see a photograph and you're mm-hmm. like... Ah, yep. that's different. That's why. Yeah, you yeah. When, you, when you see that professional view yeah. on it, yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think that's what's really, really interesting oh, about yeah. the whole digital era. Yeah. So it's a, it's a matter of perspective. The mm. guys, you know, people are like, oh, it's taking money in my pocket. I'm like, no, it's make for so, you to be better. So how is being uh, a wedding photographer in the D.C. area? Interestingly enough, man, I don't shoot a lot of weddings in D.C. Really? No. Shoot. Uh, last year I may have shot maybe three, but it's cool. I mean, where do they take place? Like in the outskirts of Virginia? No, I shoot a lot of weddings overseas. Whoa, um, that's cool as hell. Yeah. So my last, my last wedding was in the Bahamas, and my next wedding is in Trinidad. Oh. Yeah, and that's December, right? Next year I think I start in Jamaica. That's this then, month you're going there. Yeah. Wow. So how did you get it? How? Time out. How did you even get those? Like that's in, that's, that's <clears throat> awesome as hell. How did you market yourself that way? Um, or just because they know you're honestly, guy-y. man. I, I've just had really good relationships with really cool people in different parts of the world. Ah, you know, um, so envious. Yeah, one of one of my best friends. Um, she's in the Bahamas, and we met online, right? And how did we meet? Oh. I had a, so I had a wedding there Mm -hmm. and I asked you the second shoot and then like 
years after, you know, we really good friends, like really good friends. And, um, she, um, like she got me an opportunity where I went and shot a wedding on a private Island. What? Right. So the, it's just about relationships. Like people make everything happen. You know, I mean, in this business, I agree hundred percent. People, people make every, and your network makes everything happen. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, um, I've been really blessed to have, again, really cool, good friends. Um, and yeah, like people fly me wherever to photograph their weddings. That is so, you're, you're the destination wedding photographer. I didn't know that. I didn't know. But you know what though? I'm not a destination wedding photographer because the people who fly me to these places, they don't go there just to get married. They live there. Oh, but they're just flying you. Yeah. Oh man. That's kind of pretty nice. Yeah. I actually noticed that. I, I didn't pick up that you were a destination wedding photographer because you don't have these photos, or at least from what I saw, I didn't mm-hmm. do, I'm not the biggest researcher mm-hmm. of like them on the cliffside yeah. in the Haitian islands. Yeah. So like I shot, I've done weddings in Colorado, West Virginia, most of the States. Mm-hmm. You know, people, I haven't been to Hawaii yet. Do you prefer the overseas ones? No, actually I take that back. I'm grateful because I get an opportunity to go places I've never been before, places that I have been but haven't explored everywhere, so I get to go back again and again. Um, <clears throat> I think now because, I, you know, like I have a family and I, when I was single, I'd be out every weekend, like gone. Now that I have a family, like weekends are, you know, prime time for me. So it, For family? For family, yeah, 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 like. You travel for a wedding and you're gone Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the least. That's rough. How do you balance that? You try to book more gigs at home, but you know, uh, my, again, and then you, you're like, okay, you look at your calendar, like, you know what? I'm done traveling this year. This year I didn't travel a lot. Um, just because we have a one year old and I wanted to spend more time Makes sense. at home. And I like being at home. I like, I love DC. I'm, I'm actually... This this coming year is when I intend on attacking or bringing the DC market into the fold, so to speak, right? Like really targeting DC brides and saying, okay, I want to do more work home so that I can shoot, go home. What do you mean targeting DC? Like you just telling people or? No, just market myself more to the DC market. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a nerdy photography podcast, but how does a wedding photographer market them? Is it just like Facebook ads? No, I mean, there, there's how I market. I'm not the best marketer, but it's mostly relationships. Same. That's how I do it too. Yeah. Mostly relationships, man. I was there's, just curious if you had some sort of like crazy formula of like, okay, I run a split test Facebook, Facebook I don't ad even campaign. I know what that means, man. Yeah. See, that's, that's probably good. It, it, it's good, but it's, it's a, it's, it's a point of ignorance that I need to fix. Like I need to understand marketing better. But that, but you, that's, uh, that's an interesting perspective I haven't had on the show is that, uh, a photographer full time with family and just that dynamic because it usually is weekends when, when we're working for some reason, when everyone's not working is when we're working, yeah. we're, we're like waiters, the same schedule as them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that you balance it. So do you feel like you're doing a pretty good job of that? You could always do better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm doing what I have to do, you know, because yeah, I think, yeah, I'm doing a decent job at it. I can do better. I am going to do better. You know, there, there are photography gigs that, that are out there that can mimic nine to fives. 
You shoot Monday to Friday. Yeah, but those are gigs you really want, though. Why not? Well, I mean, I, I I thought you were trying to tell a story and emotions of someone's wedding. Who has weddings? But I do a 4 lot. PM on a I Tuesday. Do, I do a lot more. So I do a lot more. I do a lot of portraiture. Mm, okay. I do a shitload of headshots. Um, I do some commercial work. Mm. I do some advertising work. Um, it's just a matter. It's just the fact that the wedding, like right now, my wedding photography, I just have a lot of it. And so, so I'm wrong to call you a wedding photographer. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. That's one of the hats I wear. But um, I'm a fine art photographer. I've had stuff in galleries. Do you, do you not like art. to be pigeonholed? Is it like you, you just want to be Kurt Bob <clears throat> the photographer or Kurt Bob the wedding photographer? You know what? I don't really worry about that, right? Mm-hmm. Because nobody can pigeonhole me. That's just their idea and their thought. Like, sure. I know what I am. Or your Instagram is all wedding stuff. Yeah, so. but it's just Instagram. True. Right? Like, my clients, that, my clients that find me to come do headshots or, like, editorials of them, they know what I do. Mm-hmm. You know? They, they, um, yeah, it's just Instagram. I mean, I, I think most photographers are like that, where it's that one thing that they're most known for, mm-hmm. and they there's a multitude of other things that they're yeah. capable and just as good at doing. Yeah, like, I have another Instagram account, Kurthby underscore street, right? Street photography. Yeah, stuff, street photography. Mm-hmm. But from that account, like I've gotten so much, like I've gotten some commercial work. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Gotten, I've, like people's like, oh my God. You should God. check like, that out before I interview I you. I want to, um, like I, I got last year, one of my photographs got in World Street Photography book. So okay. It's an annual book of the best street photography in the world. Whoa. Yeah. What was that picture? I can show it to you. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, that's but cool. But I can't show it to everyone else, but I can oh, show man. it to you. Okay, yeah. Well, but yeah, well, like, I, we'll, we'll just have to describe the photo to people I actually want to show it to you because I think it, 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 and then you could describe it or you could hold it up to the camera because, um. I'm going to get my JK Rowling on. Who's that? Harry Potter writer. Oh, JK. Okay. Sorry, JK I've Rowling. been on a huge Harry Potter. I saw that. Thing at night. At night, I just put on a Harry Potter movie or I finished them. Now it's like the unfortunate, not the unfortunate, that's uh, the Fantastic Beast and I just fall asleep to him. And now you're, you're watching, yeah, Fantastic Beasts. I get like 15 I don't minutes get enough in television and, I, in, and I fall asleep. No, I only get it to fall asleep. Ah. Uh, so like. Maybe I'm like scared of my own thoughts when I'm about to fall asleep or something, right? You're complicating your life in your sleep. Yeah. I don't want to know how I really feel before I fall asleep. Hold on. Jesus Christ. I'm also just <laughs> talking Here. about something So weird. that's that's like Let's some see. of my street photography. So but which one won the thing? I'm actually trying to find it. May be on there, but it's it's um, it's a guy. It's a it's a kid on a bicycle. Are you? This isn't in America. Let me see. These these photos aren't in America. No, that's Haiti. Are you in Haiti. Yeah. Do you find that street photography in places like Jamaica and Haiti is more interesting because it's no really because I I, I kind of feel like when and try and try and find that photo maybe, but I kind of feel like when I travel, I'm way more inspired by that culture than I am in America. Shouldn't be though. I don't think you should. Well, it's be. because it's new, and so it, it feels new, and you feel more inspired. Mm, I think it's because you're not looking. Like we take we. So I I've done a whole series of photographs in um like two streets down from my house when I take my girls to daycare, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I realize is that, like, part of being a photographer is you get to appreciate shit that no one else sees. It's, it's like true. it's like the secret secret superpower. Is this that photo? Yeah. 
Oh, this right? is DC. <clears throat> yeah, it's DC. I, I think I've seen this kid. <laughs> That's um, a sweet photo. Okay, so so for those who don't know, it's it's a group of kids in DC uh, riding through the streets of DC in traffic. A close up. It's this really close shot too. You almost got hit by this bike. Yeah, that's it, why he flipped. Yeah, the meter bird. <laughs> this 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 kid is popping a wheelie, uh, on this really aggressive looking like dirt bike thing, and he's literally flicking him off, looking at him straight in the eyes, yeah. and flicking him off. And <clears throat> it's literally like you're this close and you're passing by him. Yeah. Wow, that's a cool shot. I I've seen this group of kids a lot. Uh, like uh, gallery through. place, yeah, 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 yeah. Riding yeah. through and popping wheelies, it looks cool as hell. Yeah. But that's that's the best photo I've seen of that. Thank you. I could, I've been doing photo shoots during those times, mm-hmm. and I've only ever just like got them running by. Okay, it's a great photo. Yeah. Um, so you know, like my work, and then I have like like landscape stuff that I've sold. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm really into portraiture, though. Really, what about it? Because I. I because I, I, I love stories, mm-hmm. I realize that there can be a story in just a singular being. I don't need a bunch of chaos to find a story. I can find, I can find a story in you. Like, just you're, just you. Mm-hmm. Find a story and find a moment where someone looks at the photograph and they get the message, mm. if that makes sense. So you're saying model, white background, single light. Maybe. Defining story. Or five lights. What? What do you, need, what do you need five lights for? Maybe like two backdrop lights, <clears throat> an underlight, a it's top light. light. It's light. Like, light, light. You, whenever I light a portrait, you know, I have my go-to setup. Which is? Like three lights. Bruh. Right? Um, what does it look like? What is what is what? Well, it's a giant secret and you can't tell me. What does the lighting setup look yeah. like? Yeah. So it's like two, actually it's four lights. This is like if I'm shooting just seamless headshot, right? It's like. Is this like a corporate headshot or is this like an artistic headshot? It's like corporate headshot. Okay. That's like my go-to, right? Okay. Like um, two side lights, edge, key, background, done. Two side lights. Yeah. Back light. Mm-hmm. Light. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, okay. simple. It's yeah. Not, people like four lights and like no, like chill. It's a lot to juggle. It's not key lights, the front light, of course. Yeah, but it's um like some of the photographers I work I admire, like um Arnold Newman, mm-hmm. uh, Navad Kander, like Joey L. You mm-hmm. know who Joey L is? Nope, I don't know any I, of those people are. But like light. Is the essence of photography. You can't make a photograph without light. 100%. So now you tell me now, now, like my kid, I probably have 10 speed lights and I can light every single part of the image that I want to light and expose. I'm going to light that shit. Mm, That's interesting. You know, because it's, 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 that's my palette. If I wanted to shoot this room and right now it looks like this, bring this shit down and I light the parts I want to light. Yeah. For for a while, I was really caught up on one light when mm-hmm. I just started studio photography to get into it, and I'm slowly getting into multiple lights now. Like, I'll do like three or four lights, but I'm always curious because sometimes I feel that people just have too many lights, and it's just not necessary. Like, are the side lights really necessary in that setup? I don't think that you should feel any kind of way about how many lights people have. It's mm. <clears throat> like saying you have too many lenses true it's 
lighting for me and every everything that I everything that I do in photography. What's your approach to lighting? My approach to lighting, I build it. Mm-hmm. So um, you start you you. So if I'm using five lights, I'm probably gonna take f- six frames, right? Like light one, see what it's lighting. Light two, see what it's lighting. Mm-hmm. Light three, see what it's lighting. Bring them all together, see what how it looks. And then my final, you know, like I build it. Yeah, um, that's how most people do it. But lighting, I mean, the photo, the basis of the photograph is light because light dictates what we, we see. We are the shapers of light. Yeah, like it dictates what we see. So that's my approach. Light, what I want people to see, what I want to expose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm just curious if you had... With, like with, an with approach? The, with no. the, with the, if there was like an approach to it or something, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just like, I'm now exploring light too. Really? But, like studio light? Yeah. Like I light a lot of, um, have you heard of the Magmod system? Magmod system? No. Yeah, so you can put like grids on your speed lights, snoots on your speed lights. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Magnet it, mod. It, yeah, I know what it is. I've seen a lot of event event photographers yeah. use it. I, I don't know. I only shoot speed lights when I'm doing events. I, I normally use strobes in the studio. Okay. Yeah, like I have a couple. I have like an AD600, the Godox wow. system. Um. But it's just light, man. It's it's just really expanding your vocabulary. So one of the things I think wedding photographers or people who get quote unquote pigeonholed as wedding photographers, they don't understand how versatile really good wedding photographers are. You can put us in any fucking situation and we're going to light it and we're going to shoot the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we go through every single weekend. You know, you go to... Um, that is true. You're put in some crazy situations that... Yeah, you don't even know, like... There's no set. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You don't have and so much control, I and guess. You, and you out there dolo most of the time by You're your damn self. Adapting, yeah. You know? Um, like, I've, I've been... I've shot weddings where it's like, this room is dark as hell. I need, to, <sighs> I need to bring out five speed lights so that the room looks like there's sun shining in. Or I need to light this from outside the window. Like Really? Yeah. You've got to adapt, man, and flow and just figure it out. That's some next level stuff. A speed light on the other side of the window coming in like it's light or something. Yeah. That's cool. People have done, I've seen, like, I learned that technique or like that idea by watching a guy who shoots advertising. Mm. Right? Like he was shooting on set and the, the, this window, he's just, man, he just, I want the light look like window light. So he just took his big ass B1 outside and he just blasted it through the window and it was beautiful. Jesus. That's next level. Yeah. That's something you would never learn unless you saw that. Yeah. That's okay. Or you try it. You know, just one of the things that I find that the best photographers, man, they just try shit. Like they come up with the most absurd idea and they try that first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I 100% agree. You should just try crazy lighting setups and just let's see how this works. Yeah. Okay. Like, one of my favorite things to do is just, <laughs> this is probably messed up. Models who want to collab. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say, yeah, sure, yeah, we can collab. You know, I'll keep it super low-key. I'll let them do their own makeup, maybe some styling tips. And I'll say, okay, well, I'm just going to be experimenting with lighting. I let them know. Like, I'm just experimenting with lighting. So I'll try just crazy lighting setups mm-hmm. that I think of or that I had in mind. And that's literally, I'll just sit there and I'll just experiment with light. And maybe they'll get a photo yeah, <laughs> if yeah, one yeah. comes out. But, but most of the time, that experience turns into me finding a lighting setup that is very unique. And it's I can reps. use, yeah, and yeah, and I can use it. It's like reps in the gym. Yeah, it's reps. Mm-hmm. It's reps. Because it's hard. If, if every shoot you do is high pressure and money's on the line, you can't experiment as much. You should. Yeah. But. Do that after you get the shot. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's tricky, especially imagine on a wedding where it's like, 
do I have time to be experimental? Nah. Right, nah. You don't. You don't. You don't, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you shoot safe. You shoot the safe what's, shit. What's the, is there any crazy moments or experiences that have, that have happened while you were shooting a wedding? Like, did you, like, trip and knock the cake over? Or did anything crazy sort of happen? That's a great question, man. Because um, those are environments for, sh- for crazy shit to happen. <laughs> now, I've missed a flight. Like, I've, I've missed the flight. From like one small island to another small island. <laughs> and my second photographer and I had to like charter a plane to get to the island. I can only imagine how frantic that was. Nah, I mean, it, it was frantic like real quick. Like, ah, then it's like, shut the fuck up. You gotta act. <laughs> like, figure it out. I would have flexed it on the gram so hard. Chartering a flight to the wedding. <laughs> And I don't like I'm so shallow <laughs> I probably should do more of that Because more it's More flexing on the gram Yeah it's marketing Or just showing you What you're showing doing Showing up yeah I mean I'm not gonna lie I would love to see You out in <laughs> Haiti Or in Jamaica or Whatever Shooting Showing some of that stuff And Whether You were You, were, you didn't like it Because you feel like It's bragging or not I don't think so I think it's just Showing your life Yeah it is It's sharing You're not man. lying and, to someone And um It's something that I have to figure out how to work and still do that. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's like, it takes away from working. I have some friends that they strap a GoPro to their wedding, to their, to their camera. Yeah, I've seen like on the top of it. Yeah, and, then, and, you, and you see, but these guys teach workshops and stuff. Like, I'm going to teach some workshops in 2019. Nice. And um, one of the things is, I am going to give people kind of a POV look of... Uh, kind of where how how i move my camera you that's, know that's really interesting yeah, that's, yeah I, I've, I've thought about workshops as well um in 2019 okay just utilizing the studio yeah. i think a lot of photographers like i could probably make extra money doing workshops Look, man if 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 you're a photographer and you're not considering education you're not maximizing your potential revenue streams, point blank, period. I can't help but want to go back to it real quick. Mm-hmm. The workshop you went to mm-hmm. that you pay a lot of money to go to. It wasn't a lot. I mean, it was a lot. It's relative, man. Okay. Like, I've been to workshops that I've paid upwards of $5,000 for. It's relative, man. Is it worth it? Yeah. 100%. Like, Absolutely. You came out of it being like, my photography has leveled up. Not initially. I think one of the things that one of the things that's invaluable is not really how it affects my photography, is how it affects the way I see the world and my perspective. Mm. My photography is gonna benefit from that forever. But you know, you sit in you sit in a you sit in a workshop with a guy who shot everyone from who's photographed everyone from Johnny Cash uh, to Willie Nelson to Donald Trump to Obama to Cher to everyone. But his work is distinct and his work is an expression of who he is. And it doesn't like... He's probably got some knowledge or some insight that, is, that would change your life. Change, change your perspective. Period. Like it's almost like that's what you're paying for the techniques and stuff. I guess comes on top of it, but you're yeah. almost paying for that time to spend with that person and getting this knowledge 
flooded into your mind. It's almost as if you were a martial artist and you travel and you train with like a different master right. who changes your, your right. thing on it. And, and it, it might not even be, it might just be one thing the person said, mm-hmm. but to be in that room with that person and, and people who are there for the same reasons as you, you're like, okay, it's gotta be inspiring. It's inspiring, man. And it's, it's just, I've benefited the most from sharing perspectives. I've benefited the most from sharing perspectives, mm-hmm. right? Um, because a perspective can shift your entire paradigm. Like, shit, I never thought, what the fuck? Like, and then you're like, oh my God, I can apply this here, 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 here. And then everything changes. Mm. Right? Perspectives. Um, yeah, perspectives, man. It's deep. And that's why sometimes, a lot of times, I don't look at other wedding photographers' work for inspiration. I look at other shit. I would 100% agree with you. I hate looking at other fashion photography work. Because everybody's drinking from the same inspiration well. And everybody's tasting the same water. And everybody's putting out the same thing. And you may not want to think it, but it does affect, how, it does affect your thought process. It does. So you see behind the camera, those mm-hmm. pieces I tear out. Mm-hmm. Th- I'm, I always should be very careful about what I put up there because it literally translates into my work. Like yeah. I will find myself being inspired and I'll take a photo and then I'll be like, wait a minute, why is this so similar to that? Like it influences my thought processes a lot. Mm-hmm. Like literally the day after I put up that photo where it's like a great fashion photo, but her head is just black because there's no light there. Mm-hmm. I was here shooting. And we we're like, Hey, let's try something like that. And I was like, Oh crap. Like, wow. Like it, it really does affect you being close and seeing this stuff. It does affect how it you does, shoot and man. how you, how you operate. Someone wrote that you're like, if you're a photographer, a huge percentage of what you put out is a result of what you've seen. Mm. Right. So I know for like, I get, I get inspiration from movies. You ever seen, uh, Mr. Robot? Hacker. Yes. I saw, okay. Yeah. I saw like, you ever put the compositions in that? It's amazing. Cinematography is amazing in that movie. But I look at movies and I'm like, Hmm, that's a different way to put the subject. I one hundred percent agree. Movies have the best inspiration. Yeah, in them. yeah. You just gotta be quick enough to freeze it. And like, okay, good. That burn that in. When I go out, I know that there's a possibility that I could put my subject here. You start there, right? And then you're like, okay, good. I, I I know that I can use this crazy lower right hand third of the frame. And then you're mm. like, what do I want to say in this little third of the frame that I know is possible? Yeah, it's really interesting. I feel like you, we should be drawing a lot more inspiration from cinematography. It's just a bunch of pictures put it together. Is. And the way they do it is just, it's just moving. But yeah. to be able to tell a story of the person, their hand here, their hand there, that's how you give that emotion. Yeah. It's so powerful. Um, and then like music, art. Like I look at, I go to the art gallery all the time. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I look at paintings and I'm like. Do you ever directly draw inspiration from stuff? Yeah, all the time. Like you, do you ever look at a portrait or a photo and you're like okay i'm gonna try to do something just like that yeah all the time same all the time but i never stop there yeah, that's where i yeah. start yeah it starts there yeah and then you're like what do i and then you're like mm. based on my situation my subject move this do that do that you know i think that's so important yeah and random but i draw a lot of inspiration from album from from uh uh track covers on soundcloud mm. like i listen to a lot of soundcloud mm-hmm. music and the art for the tracks mm-hmm. are always really amazing. I draw, a, I draw a lot of inspiration, especially for my fine art stuff, mm-hmm. 
there's 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 shots on there that come from just shitty SoundCloud rappers or just shit music, but they had great album art. There's a it's photographer I, I I'd like you to look up. His name is Brian Griffin. Brian Griffin, like Family Guy. Okay. He's from the UK, right? Yeah, did you have to like? Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. He um. So last year, another thing I do is I'm I'm festival coordinator for this festival called Focus on the Story. Okay. Well, um, Focus on the Story is a photo <clears throat> festival and series of workshops. Last year was the first year. Um, this coming year is our second year. We're partnering. We're doing it at GW. Um, and last year we had the best photographers in the world. They came. They get talks. And this one guy, Brian Griffin, he has shot. Um, his his whole career is based on album covers. Really? Yeah. Like it's an interesting. It's a niche. It is a niche. It's a niche shooting. But you should yeah. see how much like his album covers. When you say like Brian Griffin, wow. But back in the day, he was like lighting with. He was explaining one of his lighting setups was like a just a regular fluorescent light, and he was popping it using some crazy. He was an engineer, and he figured out a way to stroll, but. Check out his album covers. Wow. And you look at it and you're like, wow. He shot out album covers for, man, everybody. Just, but just the way he approaches it and let alone the, the way he does the light. Because I'm not going to lie. If someone's like, Bruce, I want you to shoot my album cover. I'd be like, oh shit, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's cool. Because yeah. album covers have to be a little extra special. Yeah. You know, they have to be a little, oh, it has to have something that really pulls you in. That je ne sais quoi. But yeah, man. Um, so focus on the story. Yeah, yeah, tell me about that. It's cool. What we're doing this year is we're having a series of workshops. Um, a lot of great keynote speakers. Last year we had people like Martin Parr, um, Brian Griffin, obviously. Um, it, it's DC is not a photo city, but we're changing that. Facts. So there's focus on the story, and then there's Click DC. So Click DC is essentially. A month-long celebration of photography in June. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Where we're going to partner with um, large galleries and spaces, large and small. We're going to like, look, man, let's just put it on the calendar so that people know in June these are the things that are photography-related happening in the city. Mm-hmm. Because I think D.C. is the most important city in the world right now. And for... It's got the most attention. I mean, you, you think about it, right? Like, this is where everyone comes in, like... Um, I don't know, Bears or Grievance is about the man. <laughs> like, anything fucked up happens in the world, it's probably going to be a little protest in D.C. It's true, true. This because is this, the is, this is the seat all. of power, right? Yeah. Or at least the conventional seat of power. Um, and there are just a lot of amazing photographers in this city doing some really amazing work. It's very true. And, you know, we just want to build a platform to just highlight that. I think that's, I, I think that's dope. I'm definitely going to be there yeah. for sure. Like that sounds, that sounds cool. I didn't even know this was a thing to be completely honest. I, I saw something last year, uh, photography related, but I was just like, eh, uh, can't make yeah. it. I don't know what it was. You know, so this year it's where last year was more so around photojournalism, um, storyteller, some fine art photographers as well. This year we are designing it to be a little more, um, expansive. So, mm-hmm. Because again, like there are a lot of photographers here doing important work in fine art, in portrait, in editorial, in like every single, any, any way you could box the camera in, there are people in DC doing important work. 
So we're just going to make it bigger and better this year. So, yeah. That's what is so crazy because I always feel like, like oh, yeah, I, I think I had, like, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I, I looked at your bracelet. I was like, I think I, did I put that bracelet on? Wow, that's so random, right? <laughs> but I always feel like I've seen all the photographers in DC. And then I saw you. And I'm like, dang it. I don't know everything. Yeah. Like, like you said, there's probably some editorial photographer who's just slaying. There's probably some portrait guy who's just amazing. Yeah. I just don't know who these yeah. people are. But we are. don't have, like, we don't have, everything is so disjointed, you know? So part of what, you know, we're doing and, and focus on the story. Well, it's, it's a weird landscape because this isn't a creative landscape. This isn't a very creative cultivating landscape. The rent's way too high for any creative to live around it's here. It's changing. Changing. Let me know where it's changing, dude, because I'm moving in. Like it's it's it's, it's it's hard. It's coming, man. I think and the culture is necessary to support it. Yeah, you know, one of the I am a DC resident, and this year, this is kind of like my year where I'm like, you know what? Since I'm gonna go all in on photography, let me go all in on photography. So I um I got a residency with the mayor's office to to create, and I think DC. Oh, you're a part of that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a resident this year. Cool. Um. DC, they're investing in the creative, what's the world? The creative economy. But it feels like they only invest on it in, in their vested interests. Like it only seems like Muriel Bowser made 202 Creates. <laughs> Look how good I of did, course. people. Reelect but, me. But, but, but at the same time, that's, that program gives me access to a studio for free. That's very true. That's very, very true. Right? Like, I've met so many amazing creatives who, who are doing different things from filmmaking to, um, Jesus, to, like, culinary arts to music who are just really just dope and just offer me perspectives, man. Collect perspectives. I don't know. I just, it's just so hard for, when I, for DC to build a scene, I feel like, because the people who even appreciate it aren't here. You can have all the artists, but you need people to appreciate it. I think if you build it, they will come out. They're here. Mm -hmm. Here. Look, DC has a really um, vibrant economy. And I think that there are so many opportunities for creators to tap into that. There is money in DC. Yeah. It's one of the yeah. most opulent cities overseas. Yeah. It's so, insane. you know, if you build it, they will come. Like, look at some of the things you're doing with Eaton. Mm -hmm. You know, Eaton is all about creative workspace or yeah, whatever you know and you did some work for them yeah well, it wasn't for them it was for a magazine i just happened to use their beautiful hotel yeah so that was cool but they were open to it yeah even better i don't know i i just have it sounds like such a pessimistic view on dc's creative scene like i don't see many successful artists look i i you see yourself yeah you did it you just don't like we'd never met true right there just isn't a place you know what it is everybody's just pessimistic and nobody believes that there are other people doing dope shit out mm. there so then we don't go outside okay right like i didn't know there were so many dope street photographers in dc i was at a street photography exhibition last night stop motion katie dance huh stop motion big beer no, it was the Vintographer. He had an exhibition at uh, uh, Smith Commons. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, and there was something else happening across town at Big Bear. Why? Is it because there's no centralized way to know about these things? And that's what Click DC is going to do. 
hello. Hey, y'all should sponsor this podcast. <laughs> um, I, I am looking for sponsors. So if anyone's listening, that's the angle. It does need a sponsor. Yeah. Because I mean, your boy needs more expensive cappuccinos. <laughs> that's the thing. It's, it's, um, it is disjointed as a city, but damn, there's some good photographers. Maybe that's what it is. Here. I feel like it's, it's too, it's, it's decentralized. It's too decentralized. Like there's no blog or platform that I can go to find out about all the creative events. I mean, sure. There's blogs like brightest young things, but they don't cater to the art community as much. It's mostly yeah. like comedy events and performances and shows. It's not exhibitions and art shows and stuff. I wish there was someone I could follow who just knew everything somehow. Like they just were the gatekeeper of this event's going on, this event's going on, this event's going on. Right. Follow Bruce Allen on Instagram. At the, no, I'm just kidding. Right. No, you're <laughs> but right. Seriously, like that's, that's, um, I, I don't see that. I think right. that's what's but, missing. But whenever something's missing, that just means we got to create it. It's that's a void all. in the market. Yeah. And that's where I, that's, that's, that's opportunity. It's interesting that as photographers, um, we're both, into doing something beyond photography. Mm. I think there's a lot of people who are just complacent and happy with just, they go, they're a photographer, they run their own business, they go to work, they go home. They probably don't go out and socialize or network. But here I am trying to do a podcast, making YouTube video. Here you are, uh, 202 Creates. You're a part of that, but, you know, click DC. Yeah. And what was that? The, th- the Photos on a story. Photos on a story. I mean, th- you don't have to do those things. No, you no don't. No making but, uh, you do those things. At some things. point, some point you just want to be enriched and you just want to try different stuff and mm-hmm. you just want to, you believe that some, at some point you just believe that there is more room for you to exist in. There's more space for you to exist in and take whatever it is you have into those spaces, and, mm-hmm. you know, flourish and grow. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, very much trying to create the scene I want to be a part of, you know, be the change you want to see. There it is. You know? Yeah. And in my way, it's... So you're not all po- pessimistic. Oh, no, I'm not. I, yeah. Sometimes I just got to be a little devil's advocate so yeah. I can pull out of you. It's cool, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like we're kind of getting to the end here uh, with this podcast. We've, this was a great one. You saw me one. look at my watch. That's I, what, got it's, four, it's, I got a four o'clock call. That's yeah, that's normally what that means. <laughs> uh, I'm good at picking up on these things, right? If, if my Tinder date is bored tonight, I'll know when she's looking at her watch or something, right? But anyways, Tinder date... I got a Tinder date later. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you some interesting statistics, man. Like, um, you know about that life? No, I don't. I met, I met my wife through the old, and, and every other girl that I met, like, that stuff wasn't around. Or it wasn't as prevalent, right? Mm-hmm. But I think right Lay now, on me. I would say 80 to 90% of my couples meet on dating apps. Do you have a problem with that? No. I'm is, just that, saying, is, that, is, is that a problem? That shit works. Why not? It works. Why not? But there's a stigma attached to it because sometimes that you meet a couple like, how'd you guys meet? And they're like, Tinder. And they just don't tell you. They just probably lie about it. Nah, I don't, they don't lie. To I mean, it's kind of funny, I maybe guess. Maybe they do. Yeah, but it, it's just really embracing the fact that technology is a part of our lives now. And we, we hear. In a way, I mean, I know you have to go, so I'll make mm-hmm. this quick. But in a way, I feel like uh, Tinder matches you with people you don't have much in common with. Oh yeah. In a lot of ways, because if, if I was just going about my life, like I do, Mm -hmm. if I meet someone, they're probably more in line with, with, Mm. with, with, you know, with things I like, things I enjoy because they're in the natural algorithm because yeah, because they're in the same location as me doing Mm -hmm. the same thing that I enjoy. So me meeting them in those places is, is probably they're going to have more compatibility with me Now whether or not I have balls to go and spit some game is different, you know, but Tinder, it's like, while it is purely physical based and there's, you can be good at that. 
you might be matching with someone who's from. That's why you go to the gym, yo. Well, you know, look, 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 I'm I'm working. I am. Me and my homie. That's what the baby oil is for. The baby oil. (laughs) The Tinder profile. I'm going to baby oil these abs. Pure fuck boy face. Pure fuck boy face. Do it. Do it. But yeah, I mean, that's a good point, though. I never thought about that. Tinder kind of. Let's you swim outside your lane a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very weird in that way. Mm. You know? Smart. Mm. Smart. So I yeah, try to work on the game. But anyways, uh Kurth Bob, dude, I really appreciate you coming on here. Cool, man. I really Thanks enjoyed this, me. man. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you're a very intellectual guy. Oh, shit. That's deep. You're 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 deep. <sighs> Thank you, man. Your approach, I appreciate it's that. it's refreshing. It's cool, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, I just I, I try to be a professional with my photography. Um and I, I I enjoy it. I love it. Hell yeah! I, I can tell it comes from yeah. like a, a a sincere place. Yeah. Well, uh, before we go, is there anything you want to plug uh, for someone listening in the car or watching at home or something like that? Is there anything you want them to know? Maybe where to follow you? Some stuff you got coming up? Yeah. So um, you can follow my Instagram account at Kurth B K I R T H B, and then my other account at. Kurth B underscore street, mostly street photography, fine art, mm-hmm. um, website, www.kurthbob.com. Some of my portfolio there, uh, focus on the story.org. Oh, just follow and, and engage. You know? Yeah. Th- yeah. Some great resources for people. I can't yeah. wait. I'll be sure to uh, keep people in the loop when these events. Absolutely. Come up. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm literally already plotting on having all your guests to come into this shitty studio and, oh, and do man. a podcast. I'm plotting already right I'll now. I'll tell you about that when we, um, when we cut, Oh, crap. Took my idea. He's doing it before me. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for watching. That's it. And that's the angle. All right. Peace out.